Welcome to Who Knew. We are fans of the current series of Doctor Who, and here we discuss our likes, dislikes, and insights into the modern regeneration of the show. Visit our website, whonewpodcast.com. Email us at whonewpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and on Facebook at Who New Podcast. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash whonewpodcast. Today's episode is episode 13 of season 3, Last of the Time Lords. With the Doctor captured, it's up to Martha Jones to save the world from the plans of the Master. This episode is written by Russell T. Davis, directed by Colin Teague. It originally aired on the 30th of June, 2007, and was watched by 8 million viewers. Let's introduce ourselves. Hi, this is Frank. Hello, this is Auburn. Hi, this is Heather. This is Brian. This is Josh. And this is Eugene. I'd like to know how you guys watch this episode. Sitting on a chair? No. <laughs> on the TV? Through uh, Amazon Prime streaming? Oh, or? yes. I streamed it through Amazon Prime. It, I'm Amazon Prime as well. Same here. Yeah, interesting. Because half of us have seen an edited version, and the other half have seen the original version. Ooh. <gasps> and well, the only place you can see the original version is on the DVDs. Oh. So we'll let you know what you missed. <laughs> <laughs> It's, well, it's like Buffy the musical, What's More Feeling. They did a longer episode than usual. And when they did it into syndication or sold it to other markets, they had to cut it down to be the right time frame for a regular episode. When it first aired on the BBC. When it so first aired in America, it was the edited version. The are you thing. sure that they didn't air the longer one on Amazon? Because there are no commercials for that reason. Yes, we are sure. I, I, I have uh, checked it. Ah. Well, I f- the first time I watched this episode, it must have been the full version. No, I wouldn't be able to pick out the difference. But I'm I'm excited oh, yes. to hear what they are. Before we get to those, do you know the difference in run times? Like how much additional content? It's about it's 46 about minutes, minutes. Oh, 46 33, oh, I think, for the right. edited and 51 oh, wow. something. Yeah, there's a whole small subplot that they took out. Oh, about submarines? it's been one year since martha left the doctor and most of her family aboard the valiant she has returned to britain after traveling the world to find professor allison doherty she meets a local resistance fighter tom milligan who will take her to the professor martha jones has become legendary as the one who will save the world as they approach the facility they see hundreds of rockets that have been built by the master Martha has seen thousands of rockets just like these all over the planet preparing for war. Two Tocklefane orbs find them, but they don't seem to notice Martha thanks to the perception filter she still wears around her neck. Tom's papers are in order, so the Tocklefane leave and he and Martha rendezvous with Professor Doherty. And wait. So here is your first instance of something that's different. Already? Already? Yep. Oh. The opening shot. In the original version, the opening shot is uh, from space. And it's a voiceover from like a universal galactic authoritarian voice sort of thing saying... The shadow proclamation is what I always is want that, to say. Okay. But, I mean, that's they don't a, say it, but I want to think that, it's That's a, a very good reason, reasoning for it. It says like space lanes, soul three is off limit. Yeah, off limits are quarantined for extinction because of what the master is doing. And so then they're it, saying stay away from Earth. And then it zoom or it comes into Martha landing on the beach. Mm. That with the, the one year later? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, did so you, somebody, so some the, the the outer space races know know something really bad's happening on Earth, so they quarantine the planet and say just let them blow themselves up. I personally think it's very out of place. I didn't. I don't. I don't like it. So after seeing both versions, uh, just as a general, do you feel like the longer one was longer just to make it longer, or did it? You don't feel like it added to the the story? There are certain things that could go, but there's a lot that 
a lot of filler is good. No, that that's oh. good. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, right. don't, you don't remember you this would've. opening? There, there are some Not that so much. when I was watching it on Amazon, going, did I watch where these deleted scenes are in my memory? Most of the editing, I think, was done really well where you wouldn't yes, I notice that they're missing, except there was one towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one little, at the end. Like a little mm-hmm. jump shot. It's a little bit of trimming the fat. Right. Uh, one thing that I will say from watching the, the Amazon version um, as a whole, uh, I thought the, the cold open of the previous Leon was very tight. And that's because as the show goes on, there's a lot of flashbacks. Right. Which, um, you know, I think worked really well. Like uh, most of the time that, that we saw them, um, like Martha or the master or the doctor would get this like look of contemplation on their face and then we'd go and see something. Sometimes we would see stuff that we even saw already in the episode, but um, just that, that cold open, which uh, I assume was the same between both versions Mm -hmm. or similar enough. Uh, Yeah. Really, really quick. Here's the main beats. I don't even think we went back to the end of the universe with the future kind or anything like that. It was just strictly the previous episode, but they told exactly what was going on very succinctly, very quick, so we could get to the the main action. Yes, I agree. And I'll tag on to that, because I had a note about it as well, going, this feels like it's a almost standalone episode, or could be a standalone episode, because they fill in all the stuff that's happened before, because they want to wrap everything up. I like the uh, subtle change in Martha's character after a year, when she gets off the boat and she walks up and, and sees um, Tom, and she, you can just see that she's don't waste my time kind of an attitude. So now she's just kind of like, and your name is? There's no chit-chat. There's no, how are things in Britain? It's it's just, she's like, I've got a job to do. Let's start moving and right. deal with it. You can see uh, how Martha is <clears throat> her mother's daughter yeah. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it was supposed to be a joke, but I took it as a joke, where we get that lower third one year later, and then Martha talks to Tom like, it's been 365 days, like, right. exactly, you know, like, usually that was one year later, is like, about a year, you know, we're not, right. you know. But yeah. Martha, yeah, nails it right on the head. And then here we get the, the second uh, cut or edited out scene where Milligan's conversation with Martha about how she walked the entirety of the United States and survived the Japanese annihilation. There's a longer discussion about that. They, oh, they edited that down. Because he's saying that she's the legend who did these things. Yes. And they establish a bit more that Martha is now a legend around the world. Okay. And that people know her name because of what she's doing and what she's seen and what she's survived. They were going to have her brother Leo be on the beach, but the actor couldn't make it because of conflict, you know, different shows. Well, he was out hanging out with his girlfriend. Yes. (laughs) Because Martha told him to go into hiding, you know, the year ago. So he was supposed to have been, you know, I think captured. He was going to be in the The slave quarters. Yeah. But he says he couldn't uh, leave because he had to watch them be, be there for, you know, his girlfriend or wife and kid. But then they said, let's just drop the whole thing, not have her talk about that. It's like, poor Leo. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> he just dropped out of the storyline. <laughs> I did not miss him. I, I, yeah, I think it's fine. But he knew to get away from family drama. <laughs> but it made it more of Martha's journey. On the Valiant, the Master tells the Doctor that Martha is back. During the past year, the Master has forced the Jones family to work as servants on the Valiant and chained up Jack. Jack breaks out, and together with the Joneses, they try to attack the Master. But Jack dies again, and the Master nearly kills Francine. The Master recovers his screwdriver and turns it on the Doctor, aging him to his complete 900 years. He broadcasts this all over the planet as a message to Martha, but she just smiles. The Doctor is still alive. The Toplophane are supposed to be indestructible, but Martha shows Doherty readings recorded from when a lightning strike brought one of them down. 
As they go through the information, Doherty says she heard Martha walked all over the Earth to find a way to build a weapon. They discover the pre precise current of the lightning strike and use it to capture one of the Taklafane. Whenever they say Martha walked the entirety of the United States, I keep thinking of Kung Fu and walking the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Kane and his solo journey. Like a bum. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, I was not a, uh, I did not watch Kung Fu, but definitely that opening guitar riff and then the guitar kind of motif that comes back a lot, mm -hmm. like makes me feel like I've seen that. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that was actually the way that the show was, but I feel like I understand better that show yeah. after, yeah, the music working together. I really liked the, uh, the hand signals they were giving each other uh, for the plan. I thought that was, it's not something you see a lot in Doctor Who, so, uh, uh, and, and considering that the Doctor was so silent at the beginning of the episode, uh, then he gives that signal to Martha's mom. I, I really like that. This is my first question about this episode, though, is why do they do this plan at all? Um, they're, I rationalize it as they're just doing stuff to keep the master interested. And like off the scent. The yeah. master would expect them to do something, so they have to do yeah, that. Yeah, so they're going to do something. It makes sense. It's just something I remember always wondering. Like, yeah, why, why are you why wasting your time? Why go through all that trouble if, <laughs> if you know there's a bigger, broader plan? But Maybe it's they're trying to end it sooner. Like, it's just, we have this, it, like, the, the bigger plan is a fail-safe. If that was the case, that would totally suck for Martha. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> thanks anyway. <laughs> As a viewer, well, I don't we think don't the others you. know that. I think it's more the, the doc. I don't think the others knew about the final plan, right. just Martha and he. Yeah, that would that would make sense too. True, and I don't think as a viewer we knew about the bigger overall plan. So we're expecting them to try and do something. Yeah, I guess this this question comes more from having seen it, you know, a few times. Where it's like, I do like the way it looks, though. I like the way it's executed. I love the way Jack reacts with his big wink. Right. <laughs> yeah. It took me forever to figure out what the three meant, and I felt so silly afterwards. Wait, three o'clock is when it what it means. Oh, <laughs> oh I know that was fifteen hundred hours. Like, it's like oh, I thought oh, it was like yeah. plan number. <laughs> I thought it was like plan number three. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. I as well believe it to be plan number three. So fifteen hundred. Okay, hours. so I'm not the only one who <laughs> no. didn't get that or thought that. that. Oh, we don't uh, couldn't do fifteen fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Five times more. <laughs> this is also one of the longer cuts from uh, the original version to now. Um, there was a whole long, very crazy, very over-the-top master sequence on the bridge where he's singing to... Well, he, he, he tells uh, somebody on the, the bridge to play track three, which is I Can't Decide by the Scissor Sisters. Do you remember hearing that? I do, and I, I include that on my Doctor Who playlist at Trivia. Ah, good. So, so you do remember that. I do remember that, yes. And then he pushes the Doctor around in the wheelchair, and it's got the crazy angle, camera angle, you know. Like it's attached. He's yeah. dancing with the Doctor, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really just kind of... Bizarre. Yeah, it's mm. too much. But I will say that the song lyrics are sort of related to the relationship between the doctor and the master. It's saying, I can't decide whether you should live or die. And there's a like a sort of push and pull relationship between, am I your enemy? Am I your friend? Like, I'll give you poison birthday cake is one of the other lyrics. There's actually uh, even more stuff with Lucy going on as well. So you kind of get uh, more insight into her character. You can see that she's really drugged out and not really aware of what's going on. And, and 
Is this where you can kind of see there's visible signs that he hit her? Yeah, you can see the first uh, signs of the black eye. Watching Lucy is so sad. Because you didn't even need to see what happened over the 365 days. You just see how she is and that black eye. And you're like, oh my God, this woman. Yeah. Yeah. This woman has probably taken the worst of this. Especially since we saw how she was in the previous episode. Very calm and collected. I wanted to see more of that. Of seeing his reaction to her and how she's, you know, what has happened or more of her reaction. And on the commentary, Russell is even saying it was his fault that the black guy didn't look as much as it should. He wanted it more subtle, but it came off on the camera even more subtle than he thought. Because it is very subtle. You don't see it for most of the other scenes. They're still left realistic, in. though. Well, then you may have seen it coming, what happens in the end, though. I can kind of see that. I feel that Lucy, it leaves it open for interpretation what's going on with her. So I kind of like to do it as she's self-medicating. Yeah. Right. This is her choice. She's doing this because she just needs to escape from reality of the hell that she's in. Anything to get through the day. Yeah. But this yeah. actress, I think, does a fantastic job because... She she really gets it. Mm-hmm. Like, she still is rooting for the master on the surface, you know. She plays the game. But you could tell that she is not on his side. But even, also, she has no hope, either. I mean, she may not be on his side, but she's not... Even from the beginning, she's been kind of a weak-willed character, though, which yeah. is probably why he sought her out. Because I think I you know mentioned that before. She's, she's obviously easy to manipulate and control, so... But and she I, yeah. she just plays it so well. She did play it well, but I didn't interpret it that way and that's why i wish they had more you know she is now his barbie doll she'll do whatever and i just saw her totally you know recoil from everything and she's Mm -hmm. not on his side or the doctor's side she doesn't care it really that's why it's like i wanted more that of what she was going through i hadn't seen the one on the regular dvd for a while so i watched that it's like thank you that gives me a little bit more Mm -hmm. of now i see she's still present and from the edited one, I didn't see that she was present. Right. And again, that's just... You have to just, watch that other version now. <laughs> no, but, I mean, it's you saw it. it. You saw it, so it's there. And I just think, you know, I missed it. Yeah, I think the scene where she talks about going to the end of the world and being despondent, right. kind of, it muddied it, I feel like, in the version that we watched... Just because, yeah, it felt then more like just the nihilism of, oh, everything is meaningless. The futility of life. Right, where I don't think that's exactly what what was going on with her at the beginning. And I felt like, like getting that information, yeah, like I said, just muddied it because, you know, obviously there was something going on between her and the master more directly than just her being like, oh, you know, everything is meaningless because the the universe will end in trillions of years. Like, I actually kind of like that because it's subtly and also overtly referenced as a parallel to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's the Time Lord and his human companion. And the, the, the master says that mockingly to the doctor, like, I can do what you do, too. But then on a deeper level, you see that this Time Lord took his companion to the end of the world, and she just collapsed in despair. And the doctor took Rose to the end of literally the world, not the universe, but literally the world. And Rose freaked out, but was able to handle it in the end. So I kind of like that little comparison. It was part, it was an aspect of it, yes, but I think with the edited version, it became the primary 
reason why she was despondent. Oh, okay. I, I too like the parallel that they set up between the, the doctor and his companion, the master and his companion. I think it might have been interesting to, and I'm not sure if it would have worked in this episode, to see our doctor with Martha doing something or saying something caring about her or like if he had a moment where, oh, I know Martha's going to defeat you. And then we see a juxtaposition with the master walking in on Lucy drinking or something and maybe not getting physical, but seeing some of that play across his face or play across some Just sort of like more. yelling at her or because I feel like there was more there that they didn't hit that they didn't show. And it, it might have been a little bit nicer to see that. Like transition, you mean? Yeah. And to understand, because, yeah, she did come in with the black guy. Like, Mm -hmm. and you're like, whoa, now is the master, like, an abuser? You know, there's a difference between villainy and abusiveness in fiction. And so just leaving that open, I felt it it could have used just more clarity. And I'm not disagreeing with you. However, I... But you're wrong. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) I just feel like, yeah, I would love to see a version of that. However, I think the way it was... For me, just seeing her how she was in the beginning and then, bam, seeing her how she was a year later was enough for me because I could see such a great difference and, and maybe maybe it was up for my interpretation how this last year went for her. But I immediately started thinking like, oh my God, what must this year have been for her? And mm-hmm. I kind of liked that I didn't get to see it, that I could just saw the beginning and the end. Like the script writer knows you'll pick it up yeah, and, and you I, should be fine with that. Yeah. And, and you are. Mm-hmm. And I am interested. I would be interested to see more detail. But as it was, I thought I, I liked it as it was as well. As we said, I think the actress really sold it, so maybe they pulled some out because they were like, didn't feel they needed it because she did such a good job of it. Mm -hmm. And I do feel that what they edited out was the correct choices. I do like two little character bits when uh, the master's holding the doctor up to the window and he just he doesn't explain it but he says you've been so sad since you figured out who they are after you know what happens and you watch it again it's so sad um and then i also like earlier on with martha and tom where she explains the perception filter so now you know oh she's got this like weird she's she's more than just a normal person what goodness what else is there about you and she just offhand oh yeah and i've met shakespeare she doesn't and, even look at him when yeah she says doesn't even yeah and it's just kind of like i'm here to do a job oh by the way you know <laughs> i you know so it's like the character stuff is working um with lucy again i wish it was just a little bit more clearly defined but it does make me happy that for you guys you don't need it you know? I think it would have worked both ways. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was probably more of a time choice in yeah. the end. For, for me, with Lucy, we last left her in Sound of Drums where she's dancing and welcoming the Taclophane. And then I think what's not left is that the Master does show her where they come from at the end of the universe. And I think that kind of destroyed her. She signed on to this thing and this promise of, I'm going to take over the world. You're going to be like my wife in this new regime. And then she finds out what happens and she can't handle it. And so that's how I rationalize that she's self-medicating to deal with the choice that she's made. And that's why the change is, it doesn't bother me. So you think it is the primary reason? I think so. Okay. And for me, I think it's a secondary reason. I agree with what you're saying, because no offense to Lucy, but I just don't see her reasoning being that deep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. I I think she's she's sort of a shallow, not shallow in a conceit, like shallow as in, um, I just don't think there's a lot to her. 
I think she has a very mild personality. Mm-hmm. And well, she married for power. She did, but I even in the beginning, I just don't feel like she was super motivated or super. Uh, she, but she fulfilled. The, but she fulfilled the trophy right, wife role, which is what, which is I believe, kind of like from an upbringing of her being taught, like this is what women do in this family. Yes, that's how I see her, and that she's in a, a she's in an abusive relationship and doing what all people in an abusive relationship do is justifying why they're still in an abusive relationship. Right. I see it a little bit well, differently. Well, you never know. It could get better. <laughs> <laughs> he could change. In Sound of Drums, when uh, the reporter, Miss Rook, mm-hmm. was talking to her, Lucy had that bit of, but he seemed nice at the beginning. He was helping my family, but there is something that wasn't right. And that's when the master comes in and she shuts up. And she goes, okay, I made my choice. So I don't think she was marrying for power. I think there was something else... She bought into at the beginning of it of him being helpful and assertive and well, yeah, that's commanding. what I mean. I didn't. I don't think she was marrying for so, power. Well, I'm glad that Martha was near a TV to see the message. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the professor just finally gets it in. Yeah, because she knows that a message from the doc from the professor is coming in, or sorry, yeah. from the master is coming in. All these different and if titles. she if she if she needs the TV to hear the message, how did she know? How did the doctor knows that there's a message coming out for everybody on the planet? With kind of the assumption that everybody's going to watch this message. Yeah. And the master is going to send a message out to everybody, right? So everybody get to a TV. Well, if you don't have TVs, how did everybody know to go to a TV to listen to the master's message? How did they know about the message saying there was going to be a message? Not the doctor. I I think as a dictator who's putting up statues and getting lots of people to bring all their scrap to build the rockets, like there's communication happening. Even if it's other TVs, like maybe just the professor, she was had a broken TV she needed to get working. But there's, I think there's other communication happening, even if it's, even if you want to explain it, that's the Archangel Network subliminally telling people like, oh, I got to turn on the TV today. I mean, oh, okay. I like I that. Mean, I like the Archangel. Of, I, I think, I'll go with the Archangel. Okay, good. Yeah. And, and I agree with uh, Frank that even some of the way that professor, the professor was playing, like, oh, the man himself, like, like mm. very straddling the line of, is she being sarcastic or right. is she being... A little bit like um, respectful of of the dictator, and you know, I mean, the same way with Lucy. That in this situation, a year into this rule, like you, you know, you you hate it and you detest it, but at the same time, it normalizes and you get used to it, and yeah. you, you know, this is the way things are, and he's the leader, and so I'm gonna watch the leader give us the message. And they even made an editing choice of having a reaction shot from the doctor when from this doctor. Doctor, not the doctor. Um, when she says, "That's why we came here." Know your enemy. Now, I don't think it's enough for for you to pick up on your first viewing because I don't think I, I did not. Up. But on the second and you mm-hmm. know, subsequent viewings, it's just kind of like you see the doctor kind of like you, you know. Uh, you mean the professor? Yes, the professor. Yeah, just kind of like what? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Real quick. Yeah, I, I, a lot of what the, the, that professor. You mean Allison? What's her name? Right. The, uh, professor Do- Doherty is played by Ellie. Right. Hedigan. I think a lot of the looks that she gave could be interpreted both ways. Totally. Good actress. Aboard the Valiant, the Master tells the Doctor the missiles will launch the next day and will open a rift in space. The drums in his head have led him to this, and they may stop once he creates a new Gallifrey. A few Tocklefane arrive and are excited about the coming war. 
On Earth, Doherty opens up a sphere and finds a human head. The sphere powers up and opens its eyes. It recognizes Martha, stating that the Taklofane share each other's memories. They are the future humans from the end of the universe. The doctor froze the coordinates of the TARDIS so the master could go to the end of the universe or back here. He went to Utopia with his wife and saw the humans dying. He's bringing them to the current time so they could kill their ancestors and live creating a paradox. That is why he needed the TARDIS to power the paradox machine. Creepy. <laughs> One quick little thing is at the beginning of the beginning of the message where he puts the doctor on camera. Uh, hello, Gandalf. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I guess I'm pretty alone. We're laughing inside. I liked it. I'm just trying not to make too much noise over here. Yeah. Could, could you just tone it down? Thanks. The first time I ever watched this episode, I, I can't believe now that I couldn't figure out who the Taklafane were. But I couldn't. So um, when they opened it up and it was that cute little boy in there looking very much like a demon from hell, um, I remember being really sad. But remember, it's not him. It's not, yeah. It's physically not him. They all share the memories. Right. But when he says, yeah, skies are full of diamonds, it's still really, really sad. Yes. It's super sad. And they even flash back to, you know, show the cute little (laughs) boy's face. And you're like, oh, God. And so the uh, Blue Peter winner. The Blue Peter winner really got lucky. That was the Blue Peter winner? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like the the animatronics of the face inside oh, the sphere. So really amazing. well done. The yeah. eyes and the eyebrow, like, all the facial features are really well done, yeah. It's so emotive from such a simple thing. Like, it could have been a guy's face put into a table, but they went and did a, a prosthetic. And, I mean, it, to me, that rivals, like, Rob Bottin's work in Robocop and Total Recall and The Thing. So that was an animatronic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. No, I, I, this is news to me. I couldn't even tell. <laughs> it's done really, really well. Very well. And the voice actor is really good, too, because it is an adult male voice, but there's such a childlike quality to the way he speaks. It just is really effective. It's interesting that the way that they've made the Toglofane seem insane as well. Mm-hmm. Not just maniacal or having, uh, or, or even evil. Just, just they're, they're just nuts. Well, when you take an organic bit of a creature and shove it inside a metal box slash sphere, you get a little shell shocked, like like a Dalek. Yeah. Oh, there's another cut scene here with uh, Martha capturing the Taklofane. This is where Fa- um, Francine and her family want to kill the Master. After the attempt on the yeah. Master's life, they're all handcuffed in this one area. The it's three very, I think it's family very, members. It's very purpley. And Francine says oh, how, now I remember. no matter what no, she okay. does, <laughs> she is going to be the one who kills the Master. Somehow, he's going to let his guard down and she'll be there and she is going to take oh, that shot. Oh, I remember shot. that. I and that's definitely when, remember that. And also her husband, is it Clive? Clive. Actually kisses her. I mean, they're getting, because they're all in the same boat, so they're bringing back some of the old emotions. He says, no, that's my job, I'll kill. And then Tish is saying, no, I'm going to kill him. He <laughs> made us stand there and watch as Japan is destroyed. So, I mean, it was how much they've gone through. And it's like, that's the subplot that is missing throughout this, because it's recurs right, yeah. later on. They address yeah, it. There's a, yeah, there's so a, these are the important scenes I think that they took later. out that really changed the Joneses. The Joneses, the Joneses. feelings. And yeah. Well, yeah, that is a shame that that got cut out. I mean, I didn't, you know, know it was cut out until you reminded me of it, but it would have added a little bit for me because I'm a like I'm a big character person. Like right. you guys know all about the colors and the music and the prosthetics, and mm-hmm. I'm all about the characters. So yeah, that that I subplot that. I really miss when I was watching it. I, there was one shot where the master comes up to the doctor in the cage and they're eye to eye oh, yeah. speaking. Yeah. And I thought that yeah. really was done well. 
The, all the animation on that uh, little doctor was very good. I mean, it wasn't very believable in design or whatever, but the acting and the weight, and it didn't, it definitely was really, I don't know if it was motion captured, I think it was actually animated, but uh, they it, did a really good job of making it seem like a real person. It was a little bit of both, because they had, they put the, the dots on David Tennant's face, and uh -huh. they, they sunk it up to the, the animation. You mean when he turns into Dobby? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Yoda. <laughs> well, crossbreed. I keep right. <laughs> I think Dobby's better, though. I think it looks more that way. I keep thinking, where did they find a small suit? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you they actually look, I was one. watching that, too, because if you look, uh, the, the cuffs of his sleeves and pants were really tucked in. It looked like they took hit the clothes that he had and actually altered it. See, and to me, this, this was one of those moments, like with the crazy master scene at the beginning that's not in the streaming version where it is just kind of like okay russell tone it down but didn't mm -hmm. you say that was kind of a throwback to what the original master did with sh shrinking people or turning oh them yeah a little bit but oh yeah and i didn't know like that at the time dolls they well, also like, killed them but i guess yeah well okay. he's the size of a marionette that's almost a doll <laughs> <laughs> i guess we can say it's an homage i like that well what see that's that's what I interpreted from the last time we were having a discussion. So when I watched it this time, I was like, oh, well, this is an homage to the old doctor. Somebody pays attention. <laughs> yeah, see, I took that home with me. So Good. You're welcome. I'll have to let that sink in. Um, before we move on, there's a point where they figure out what it takes, like the lightning strike. Kind of like Back to the Future, it's a lightning strike that's going to take to um, capture a taco fan. It happened once in Russia or something. Mm -hmm. and then in South the Africa. South Africa, that's right. And they're looking at a screen to figure out what they need to do. And it, the professor says it's going to take, I think, 510 megajoules precisely. And that's what the screen says. It says precisely. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was a little funny little moment. Huh, I never caught that. I have one job on this show. That's what the computer says. <laughs> I, I want to skip back to the end of the discovering the nature of the troclophane that they're they're humans, and I think at this point also the the master comments on human nature that they're the the biggest monsters in the universe, and I think that's another dueling aspect between the master and the doctor, where the doctor is always appealing to these better natures, like oh humans are so great, they overcome, they lift each other up, they you know no matter what as they evolve they'll go through different forms, but they'll always come back to this same kind of ideal where the master is like no they they like to kill they they like to destroy and even the troclophane that they capture when they ask like why did you kill all those people he says in that childlike glee yeah. because it's fun mm -hmm. yeah to me it reminded me of the christmas invasion when harry and jones attacked the Sycorax as they were leaving. And the doctor says, I should have warned them that the monsters are coming. And so that <laughs> brought back going, they both had that feeling of what humans can be. We yeah. do have that duality in us. Doctor D asks Martha if she's found the weapon to kill the master yet. Martha replies that since the master and the doctor have come to Earth so often, Unit, Torchwood, and others have been keeping watch. She shows a gun that will kill the master. Four chemical vials that attach to the gun and when injected will kill a Time Lord. She is missing the last chemical vial, which is in an old unit base in London, and she needs Tom to get her there. Doherty says they can stay the night, but Tom says that they can make it halfway and stay at the slave quarters in Bexley. Doherty, who stayed behind, contacts the master and tells him about Martha. She is being forced to work with him, 
because he has her son. So I think that is part of the duality she has. We can take it as being, you know, a traitor or trying to get the master because she is doing both. You know, I don't think she wants to work for them. He, she has to, and that's tearing her apart. And I think she really does that subtly and does that well in a lot of her reaction shots. If she had more faith, maybe she would know that helping Martha is helping her son. But yeah. I get it. But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, this is one of those tropes in, in fiction that I remember from the the book series Dune. I don't know if you mm-hmm. you all remember, oh, but yeah. the the one doctor who was a double agent was because his wife was mm-hmm. captured, and I've seen that like more and more. Yeah, it's in Harry Potter. Yeah, it's in the Dark Knight, and and the people are always dead. You know, like right. it's yeah. always it's too late. Yeah. Like if you have to ask, they're gone. Like her son, I don't know, is he's dead. Yeah, he's but, dead. But, but but I've seen. I mean, not just in science fiction, but whenever you have this dichotomy of power that and you need to turn somebody on your side you kidnap a family member hold them hostage and tell that person you better do what i say or or they're going to be dead and they always are dead so sorry if any of my loved ones gets kidnapped uh, i'm not gonna <laughs> you don't you. negotiate yes i don't Terrorist. negotiate <laughs> foreign or domestic i agree with you auburn about that uh that trope of someone's son or daughter or wife whatever but i don't know it didn't bother me there's also a, a line that Doc, yeah, Doherty is saying to Martha when she reveals the thing about the gun and the four vials, and then she says, uh, you don't look like a killer. And the way she delivers that, I thought was, you know, you don't know what that is at the moment, but then later on, like on the subsequent viewings, you're like, makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> and Martha's reaction to that. Yes. So I wonder what Martha had to do this last year. You could just see that in her eyes, something like, I don't know. I'm, yeah. There's <laughs> a lot you could read into that. Yeah. When Martha and Tom arrive at the slave quarters, the people know of Martha and believe she is the one who can kill the master. She says that she is not important and tells them all about the doctor. The master arrives and calls for Martha to come out. He threatens to kill the others, so she steps forward. He confiscates the gun and destroys it. He raises his screwdriver to kill her, but Tom runs out and the master kills him instead. He takes Martha to the Valiant so the doctor, Jack, and her family can watch her die. Did you guys notice the... uh filming error on the street no please tell so on the street it's all bare there's no cars which frank pointed out to me why there's no cars earlier on martha said that they or tom said when he was talking to martha they just take all the metal they can to build the rockets all the cars and everything they can find except all their satellite dishes are still out (sighs) but they need to be able to see the master's messages that's how i was going to rationalize it something else that's not plot related and i really wish i'd done more homework on this to make this to really hammer this in but that staircase where martha sits with all the slaves they use that staircase like six more times in this show in different episodes i wouldn't doubt it (laughs) and every time i see it i'm like it's the martha staircase (laughs) and um i really wish that i had done my research to think of the other episodes but definitely turn left it has to be turn left maybe yeah because of yeah the, the, the same the situ- storyline of turn left. It's a very similar situation to what's happening with Martha now. So I bet you they, they're filming at the same location. Possibly. I just, I remember that staircase. I thought it was great to have it on the staircase because it felt very intimate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the lighting. And I think, yeah, oh, even the lighting on the mm-hmm. street. I thought the street shots mm-hmm. and the lighting and everything was done really well. It was really beautiful on that. But I think the reason they had to do it on the staircase, if I remember correctly from the uh, 
Commentary? Commentary, thank you. Was that they wouldn't let them into the other rooms to yeah. film anything. Oh, <laughs> it's really? Like, they had, it's like, a, the staircase as far as you go. They're watching their satellite TV. Don't disturb us. <laughs> no, I think it's because they cleared it out and they had to put everything in the other room so they couldn't, so they couldn't there's no room. Uh, I just remembered what you were ref- uh, referring to in turn left. And I think that is one of them, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but there are more as well. But, yeah, but I'm pretty sure yeah. that is one of them, yeah. Up until now, it's Martha's the legend. And this is the scene where you see what Martha's actually doing. And it's not Martha's the legend. It's the doctor is the legend. Yes, she is doing extraordinary things. But she's doing it to get people to know who and what the doctor is. She gives him all the credit. She, yeah, he's, he is the hope, you know. You know, he saved you so many times and you don't even know his name. And now you do. And he's never stuck around for a thank you. He yep. just keeps going. I love that. This is where I, I wish Arlene was with us today just to pick her brain on the the gospel of the doctor coming here uh, where Martha's playing sort of like a John the Baptist character, you know, preparing the way, but she's not the way. And watching it a second time, I think uh, knowing that this scene is coming, you feel more of that like itinerant preacher or like, you know, this missionary that's been going around the world spreading the the seeds, the seeds of the, <laughs> the doctor will save us. Like we all just need to believe in him at this very specific time. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised, like I expected more of it, but it, it didn't overpower the episode. Like I think they played it very well that it was this late in the episode before she, before we as the audience yeah. hear her message. Yeah, because I um, think it would have... Yeah, it would have been too much. Too much, yeah. Uh, we would have figured things out. But yeah. a little later on in the episode, it does, get, it does come back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. But yeah. for this moment... It's, it's good. It's the but this, it's nice like, amount. it's like she's, you just think that we're just getting like a, 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 a little scene, maybe an exposition scene, maybe just a tiny little character moment of Martha giving these faceless people mm-hmm. hope, you know, so we get a little insight into Martha. And actually, in reality, we're getting the entire plot twist. Mm-hmm. I do agree with you, Auburn, that uh, there is a bit of a religious setup, especially what, what ends up happening. We'll talk about at the very end with, with the master and the doctor. And, you know, what we've mentioned about what makes this scene great, you know, the lighting, the mood, the lines of dialogue, the delivery, but also for me, it's the music. It's, yes. It's the oh, doctor. It's here. the doctor's yes. theme, but it's done in an acoustic version. Yes. And I was like, that is really well done. And that's not on the soundtrack. So it's a shame. Have we even heard that theme a lot this season? Because when I hear that, I go straight back to Roseville for some reason uh, no because i think we use martha's theme a lot this season yeah. and variations on her theme yeah variations even when martha's like not there we've heard the doctor's theme before it was either lazarus experiment or for probably 42 but not but not as like this prominently no. as we used to we used right, to hear right. it like every episode when right. when rose was the companion and so i even remember watching it the first time and having that like where's rose rose is coming <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was just great hearing that piece of music arranged differently for this this crucial like scene very hopeful and uplifting. Mm-hmm. I think also what sells it too is the script with the um, people, the slaves. They've been affected by the year and the Archangel Network and the way they speak. Because, you know, how is it? He never sets foot upon the ground. Yeah, he's it's here, very he's here. biblical yeah. the way he's like, they're he's talking. He's here, he's here. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, his presence is among us or something yeah. like that. Like he's graced us with his presence yes. type of thing. Yeah, you know, the, w- w- you know, we're not worthy to see him with our own eyes. Yeah. It's just like two lines, but it's really well done. I think it conveys the mood really well. And also Martha is telling like an oral history rather than passing out leaflets or literature right. <laughs> where that's how stories were disseminated in biblical times. They weren't educated to read. 
And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the master outlawed all literature. <laughs> On the Valiant, the master makes Martha kneel before him. He readies the 200,000 missiles and begins the countdown. He plans to kill Martha once the counter reaches zero, as evil madmen do. <laughs> he asks Martha for any last words, and she begins to laugh. A gun in four parts, scattered around the world, and he really believed that. She knew about Doherty and her son, and used her to inform the master about the gun so Martha would get to the Valiant. She told everyone she met about the doctor the entire time she was on the earth. Words. That's all she used. They were to pass it on. Everyone is to think of the doctor at the same time using the countdown. The Archangel Network would channel all their thoughts and restore the doctor. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple things. I'll start with one. First of all, the master makes a reference to Rose in this time. Um, Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Another kind of Martha bashing moment. Although, you know, it ends up not right. being it's, it's, so true. He's wrong. But um, he says, uh, you had companions that could absorb the time vortex. And meanwhile, Martha's on her knees or... Yeah. But of course, Martha's like, ha ha, that's what you think. <laughs> but yeah, they just, they had to throw that in there. Yeah, they just had to. <laughs> it just, and now, especially after we've analyzed all the episodes coming up here and, and we've seen all the rows and rows and rows and rows. And this one is just kind of like, oh. Look, I could understand the first few episodes making lines like that mm -hmm. when people were still going through the adjustment period. But uh, this is the last episode of the season. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Give, just give from, the poor girl the... her moment in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> from the guy who shouldn't even know what happened right? with absorbing the time vortex, mm -hmm. which, you know, I mean, it's easy enough for him to find out. He's the master. He would find out these things. But it's still just kind of like, oh man. I like that they brought up that aspect of Rose. Just because I think the relationship between the Rose and the Doctor, I'm you know romantic, you know, it's like that. I guess something it is a soft spot. Pretty there. Well, but it also like, plays into what happens at the very end of this episode. What Martha's talking about. Oh, the absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's definitely a slap in the face of Martha kind of thing again. It's like, oh, really? But we all know better that Martha is competent, and you Which? can't compare the two because they are so different. You know, it's like, no, you can't say that. But the way he sees it is she's powerful and Martha's not because all Martha has is words. Well, it's exactly what the master would say because he's, he's going to degrade her. Yeah, and that would definitely right. wound her in yeah. just the right spot. And wound the doctor, too. He's, you know, he's, he's just... He's just trying to, to insert the knife and twist. You're right. I would have loved to have Martha under her breath. You're bringing her up now? <laughs> Something like that would have been a great moment. Like the record scratch? Like, really? seriously with this? Like... Break the fourth wall? <laughs> this is a question I have. Maybe you guys can shed some light. Why does the master think that this gun is a real thing that could work? And that's how he would work. Like that he would figure out a way to kill his enemy and i you know he 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 the i like the way that they said it's because the doctor's been around so long that unit and torchwood um have figured out a way to get rid of the doctor or any of else of his kind in case they come around which actually kind of makes me think in the regular timeline does the does unit or torchwood have a gun like this and there's a part of me that wants to think they do at least torchwood yes it's kind of a a, a a dramatic cliche and trope, but the way we've heard about Torchwood, I could see them doing that just to, you know, this is a last ditch thing, but we're going to be safe. We're going to spread it out and we'll bring it all together and use it if we have to. Wouldn't it be cool if there was a future episode that was like the Winter Soldier? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Where like all of a sudden everyone we trusted was like after the doctor. And, like, <laughs> 
Uh, I wanted to point out earlier that uh, when Doherty calls the Archangel Network, there's a cutscene here where the Master is in his robe and taunts the Doctor, saying, Guess what? And it cuts to Martha telling the story on the staircase. So that's another small scene you missed. Oh, I mean, yeah, and I it's really like quick. quick. It's, I don't even think it's like 10 seconds. Yeah, not even. It's just, it, and it just kind of comes out of nowhere. And they had to spend the money to CGI to, yeah. the puppet. And then they, <laughs> and then they cut it out. Uh, another thing that's missing is the glass conference table on the Valiant. <laughs> Martha walks straight in and there's no conference table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they didn't even notice it was gone until... The commentary? The commentary. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Did they oh, wow. say in the commentary, like, we figured no one would notice, so yes. we moved it? Yes, they were just right. like, it's not needed, it's Got for it. story. Because they were going to have Martha walk around it, but then it just seems so awkward. Let's just take it out. Yeah. <laughs> so much is going on. for everything that happens in that last scene. It needs to be open. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the... Um, uh, pole that raises from the center of the <laughs> yes. of the table in that one scene with the toclophane coming in. So the toclophane CGI, the pole raises up, and then they can just set a prop, yep. and they don't have to pay for the CGI for the rest of the scene. And it was like clever. I like that. It works. And if the master wanna ha- wants to have like a bachelor party, he's, he's got his, his <laughs> oh, poles yeah. all set up and ready to go. There's another extra scene where it's implied that the, uh, the master has multiple wives in different areas of the world. Oh. And one of them that's more, I guess, apparent in the commentary was implied that he has wives. Oh. But there's other women. And the one that is in here where the scene is cut out is the master is getting a massage from Tanya. And that's where you see more of Lucy and her black eye. And he has his um, suit jacket off. And then, yeah, he she, she takes it off for him to get the massage. And then I forgot where they cut to, but then he's putting it back on. And, and in, the, yeah. in the streaming version, you never see him take the coat off you only see him put it back on you get a lot more of lucy in that version um and the black eye i think is actually more prominent more prominent in this scene so you can just kind of see that you know there's emotional physical mental abuse going on with her um and that the master is just you know going after anything why doesn't the master kill the the main people i mean is it just the old storyline where no he's just keeping around so they can defeat him later on you know how that goes because he he kills many people throughout this whole thing but he misses francine gives her a warning shot he doesn't kill martha down on the planet and says oh i'll take you up to the ship and watch you die there but i don't think he's going to kill her on the planet i think he would have stopped himself he has not killed the doctor this whole period of time so i think it's all i think it's all ego i think it's just and these are the these are the key players who are there to watch him do his thing because if they were just minions it wouldn't mean as much yeah and if he kills them he can't lord it over them anymore just a throwback to my sound of drums rant um it's a batman joker thing like they don't ever they don't ever really want to kill each other because well the joker specifically because he just enjoys the chase i guess or right you know terrorizing and yeah it's it he would feel so lost and empty when he needs to Oh, yeah, but other people, it's like he doesn't right. have any kind of connection with them. So right. just. But he, with the master and the doctor in the classic, it wasn't just that. There was more of a. Yeah, there wasn't a maniacal. Friendship along with it. So that's why. Is that still part of his character? Maybe, maybe it's just that, but twisted into an insane uh, dynamic. Because I'm thinking, you know, we're totally going to geek out on this. You're thinking more of a Joker Batman relationship. And I was thinking more of Professor X and Magneto relationship, Which where they were some friends, but they're totally opposites. But, but there's still that bond there of respect 
in slight friendship, but they don't want the other person to die, but they don't want the other person to succeed because that's against their own agendas. Yes, that's how I see it. I but would with say... this master, he seems so far gone that I don't see it being any friendship left, but it's like, that's what I'm trying to look for. That's why you, you used to have a Magneto Professor X, and now you're tilting more into right. Batman Joker territory. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally geeking out. I'm trying to, the analogies we have to pull out for this. But even in the classic series, there were episodes where they were much more friendly and much more enemies. It just depended on the story at the time. Right. There weren't, the, the, the master wasn't ever like nuts like this master, but, but you know, you still get the connect. I, I still think the connection between the two of them is there. He's, but he's, he's of that schizophrenic nature that he could compartmentalize it, and he could probably still go on and destroy everything and get everything he ever wanted, and yet always be upset that the doctor's gone. What you're saying right now, uh, as someone who's never watched the original series, clarifies a lot for me in this episode, but also even in an episode as recent as the most current season. Wow. I, I'm learning things. <laughs> I, I learn things. In that scene where, where Martha's laughing, going, a gun, really? Are you that stupid? Um, it's so completely awesome. And then the doctor just looks at the master and goes, as if I would tell her to kill. I love that. It is just, hello, ultimate doctor moment again. There's the doctor. There's the show all in one little line said by a CGI Dobby. It's perfect. <laughs> in the same voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which then goes back to Martha didn't kill when she looked at that at the professor when the professor mm-hmm. said, you know, you don't look like a killer. Yep. It's like, so what did Martha was trying to convey <laughs> with her eyes at that point? Because like, she wouldn't have killed. That's right. <laughs> There's also a little foreshadowing in here because what's the first thing that the master does when Martha gets on the bridge? He says, give me your teleportation device. Now, if you really think about it, yeah. Martha's got a teleportation device. So why is she walking around the entire planet? She doesn't have to walk across the United States. She doesn't have to walk through radiation fields in Europe. You know, this is her teleportation device, which, by the way, she's not using. And you might think for a second, well, that's kind of weird. But then you find out it's not. I mean, the the purpose was to talk to all the people on the planet or as many as she could. But it is kind of like, you know, the master isn't going, why haven't you been using this? Um, but you don't know she hasn't been using it. The, the legend could just be she's she's walking the earth. But if she is trying to spread the word for the for the failsafe plan, then that makes sense. Or she could maybe use it to get across the radiation fields. And... But I still think that Martha physically physically yeah. do all of it because it's Martha. I mean, it's like, I agree with you, you now know, that you've explained. I mean, in here, I like the twist that the good guy is the one that reveals the plot of the entire thing <laughs> rather than the bad guy. Huh? Never thought about that. But it is very common for the You animated. made me do a monologue. Sorry, I interrupted No, no, I mean, that's a perfect example. So I like that, that twist, not only a twist in the plot, but a twist in um, structure. And <laughs> Martha has talked enough, and now the countdown has reached zero. The doctor begins to change back. All around the world, people say his name, and he changes back into his normal self. He had a year to gain access to the network and integrate with it. He disarms the master, but the master pulls out Martha's transporter, sending the two of them to Earth. Each missile has a black hole converter inside, and the Master will destroy the Earth if he can't have it. The Doctor gets the remote from the Master and transports them back to the ship. Jack goes to destroy the Paradox machine inside the TARDIS, but is blocked by a few Toclophane. He fights his way past them and destroys the machine. The rest of the Toclophane converge on the Valiant. With the Paradox machine gone, time reverses, erasing the past year to when it first went online. The people of the Valiant being at the epicenter of the time disturbance, 
are the only ones who remember what has happened in the past year. The year of the master. The year that never was. Or, you know, it reminds me of Superman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Earth going backwards. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a cheap ending, but since it's a show about time travel. I'm just glad the whole season wasn't reversed. Yes. <laughs> oh, they could have yeah, done that. that happens. It's like, okay, this is just the last two episodes. Okay. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we reversed uh, everything from when mean, Saxon showed up. Or you mean the yeah. last four or five seasons were reversed? Yeah. <laughs> and that everybody on board still remembers, so there's still the effect of it. Yeah, still, I do enjoy that. Yeah. It, and Cause it makes because sense. isn't it Francine who says, but I remember it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, it's really, really tough. Yeah, but it's going to change her. She's going to be a better person for it. Stronger. Faster. <laughs> better. We have the money. <laughs> the technology. And what did you guys think about the doctor floating up? and? Oh. My note here is, oh, the flying. Wait, before that even happened, there was like a Beauty and the Beast transformation. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and I love how the birdcage just like disappears. <laughs> It's, it's too much for me. And well, then he does the, the Jesus over the water. Yes. Yeah. You know what happens next. You know what I'm going to say. And the, the Peter Pan, everybody clap. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I don't mind them saying doctor. I really don't. I don't want to. Well, that's, that's the whole point of the, the plan. And so I'm okay with it. Oh, I don't mind it. I'm just... But it is saying Peter Pan, there's clap. a lot of pop culture kind of stuff getting mushed into this like few minutes of screen time. And then the master is just like instantly reduced to a quivering mass of crying shame because I'm, no, don't forgive me. Mm-hmm. No, it just. That's the pinnacle of the Jesus well, allegory right we, there. We also get the doctor's theme again, which is a choir. Back to the like the, <laughs> the angel heavenly choir thing going on. The resurrection. But, yes. Yeah. But that also goes back to my idea that part of the master, there's part of him that still wants to be, you know, either saved or, to, you know, do something to stop me. Because he then goes quivering going, oh, you know, he finally gets that. Not the main de- part of him, but that's I'm going to rationalize it as there's still a part of the master who really wants to be friends with the doctor. So maybe it's not that he's good inside. Maybe it's not that he does want to be stopped from doing all his things, but he really wants the doctor to just get him. He just wants to be friends again with the doctor. So maybe that's how I'll see it in my head. But he hates himself so much. He doesn't, don't forgive me. Don't forgive me. I don't deserve to be forgiven. And the only thing that kind of rationalizes the way I do of him floating and using the telekinetic powers to move the <laughs> screwdriver away is that he's still hooked into the psychic network. And those things, <laughs> levitation, moving objects with your mind, are part of the psychic phenomenon. So it's using that part of it. That's how I would Which, which isn't it. even a rationalization. It is what is it, happening. He is tied into the psychic network. Every time you say psychic network, I think of Madame Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, and I, uh, they had to leave the president dead, didn't they? Oh, I know. Yeah. They just had to. that president. We're going to have some fun with the Americans. Your president's still dead. But how is he dead if... It all started just right after that happened. Okay, so what did the people of Earth think happened then? All up to that point, then they, you know, killed the president. But before the rift opened and all of the tacophane came. When they needed the paradox so, machine to actually function. But the tacophane killed the president. So do so the tacophane so came back with the master of the TARDIS. Right, but do the people of Earth know about these four tacophane then? Yeah, but yes. it's going to be one of those things like the alien ship over Big Ben and, and the star in the sky. You know, you're going to be off scuba diving and not really realize that uh, 
Something happened. Something happened. It was a malfunction, a machine malfunction that did it. Big conspiracy. I mean, that's never addressed because this happens, you know, right after that. So they're still going, what happened? What happened? But you can just tell that they're going to cover up somehow. Yeah. But the president of the United States is still dead and we'll never hear about that ever again. Well, now it seems like the prime minister is also, quote unquote, dead too in their eyes, right? Yeah. Right. So this first meeting with this new alien race is not going well. They would do a cover-up. And by doing a cover-up, they would make it seem like there was a cover-up before. You know, it's like they are going to cover up everything that happened and lie. Literally, they went back to the point where the Paradox Machine was started. I love Jack blowing up the Paradox Machine with his (laughs) machine gun. I like it when he comes into the TARDIS and you can see it's like, how many times have you died? You know, because it's like, I just struggled through all that and made it. And the other guys (laughs) didn't make it with them, you know? I did like how they had the, the men turn like in the archangel yeah. network drops the master and picks up the doctor so kind of like people either wake up or just you know are, are now on the other side mm-hmm. but the but jack just turns and says come with me and so the guards are like yeah let's go like, yeah. <laughs> like they don't even question it no i like and it. i like it yeah and lucy then also starts chanting doctor yes, yes. The, yeah you the... see lucy in the background start to say doctor have, have we said anything at all about lucy and this guy with diamonds besides the comment before that that's I've never thought of that. That's brilliant. No, even I, if it's even if the Toglophane aren't diamonds, the the whole thing with the kid saying the sky is full of diamonds and her name is Lucy. You mentioned that. I mentioned it, but I didn't mention mention it with any conscious thought behind it. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of the title of the song. I know. I think Lucy did a little too much LDS. <laughs> Star Trek. There it is. <laughs> I did not like the look on the planet when the Doctor and Master beamed down. No. Oh, like the star. It was very out. washed out, burned out. Maybe they beamed down to Japan, which all destroyed. No, no. No, because I, I, I don't have a problem no. with them beaming down to the Earth. No, that's why it looks like that. I'm saying. Yeah, and yeah, and you know, it's just harsh, and and you know, they're in a radiation field or something like that. Yeah, but I just think the whole sequence is silly. You know, I, I mean, I can probably see it maybe from a scriptwriter's point of view of we need to get to a place where it's just the Doctor and the Master confronting each other alone. Mm-hmm. I think you could have had that exact same discussion and just focused on the Doctor and the Master and not really yeah. had reaction shots from everybody else uh-huh. and have him destroy the transporter device yeah. rather than take it yeah he could have just destroyed but it. but then that's jackson maybe they needed a well, torch yeah, wood. Yeah. or maybe he just doesn't use it and later on he just you know the doctor just takes it to give it back to jack while martha is still on the ship before we get to the, the finale finale the master keeps calling martha a child and even like while she before before everything starts playing out um he says that she's going to be the first blood of like the sacrifice or of murdering everybody else um and that was just more stuff that also went into the allusions to the christ figure like martha's the child that the innocent the innocent child yeah and that she was also going to be the first sacrifice and and i think frank you also mentioned like the flying doctor not quite crucifix doctor but definitely like getting kind of close to that um very much yeah 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 but I liked it, and and I, I like the explanation that it was still connected to the psychic network. Yeah, I, I'll buy it. it. It didn't bother me the, the the floating the first couple times actually I watched it. Then it's just sort of getting a little bit more a little silly. <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, I was just in it so much. I think the first couple times. Yeah, that could be. But then it also this whole season we've talked about it is more kid oriented. Mm. You know, yeah. So that works. 
yeah. on that level really well. The master tries to escape, but is stopped by Jack, who asks what they should do with him. The Joneses' family want to kill him, but the doctor can't kill another Time Lord and takes responsibility for the master. He will keep him locked up in the TARDIS. From across the room, the master's wife shoots a gun, and the doctor catches the falling master. He begs the master to regenerate, but the master defies him and dies. The doctor takes the body to Earth and sets it on top of a funeral pyre. After the body burns and the doctor leaves, a mysterious hand picks up the master's ring. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Uh, bef before we go back to the Return of the Jedi funeral, <laughs> I, w I wanted to go back to what Brian said about locking up the Master. There's another instance where the Doctor keeps the Master inside the TARDIS, and that's in the animated Scream of Shalka, which, oddly enough, Derek Jacobi voices the Master in that episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Derek Jacobi was the Master in Utopia. Professor, Professor Yana. Yes. And this had a cut scene, which I thought was fairly important. Yes, And this is the important. one that has kind of a jump cut, where Martha, Tish, and her father are up on the top shelf, top stairs, and then the doctor is next to him. Francine is down on the bottom of the stairs. And then, all of a sudden, the doctor is now in front of the master down at the bottom. Martha is hugging Francine mm -hmm. in the background. So the cut's very abrupt. In that scene, Francine picks up the gun, and she is going to kill you know, the master. And the doctor talking to down and comes down to Francine and says and tries to stop her from killing him, not for the master, but for what it'll do to Francine. And it's I thought she did it really well. Yeah. And she then puts the gun down and turns into the doctor and he hugs her and she's finding solace in the doctor, the man that she was against for such a long time. So I thought that was a good moment there. And that you don't get on the streaming. Mm, no. Then Martha comes down to hug her and the doctor moves forward to the master. Which allows Lucy to get the gun. I want that moment. Buy the DVD. On sale now. <laughs> that moment is what, because when I was watching streaming going, I remember Francine having the gun. And it was driving me crazy going, and that's made me think, I've been missing scenes throughout this, and so I had to go back and put in the, the actual DVD. It's the last year. Um, I never... I've never seen the old show, so I did. I wasn't really aware of the to the full extent of the Doctor and the Master's relationship. All I've seen so far is that he's a murdering psychopath. It's implied that they were friends as boys, and you know that they're both Time Lords. And of course, David Tennant's Doctor having such a thing against death and killing and being all alone. I could justify that he didn't want the Master to die because he didn't want to be the last Time Lord. But then looking back at all the stuff that the master did, I was kind of like, how could you be rooting for this person? Ugh. It, it, and I didn't know they had, they've had such a friendship in the past. But do you really see him as rooting for this person? It's more of, no. I'm going to take responsibility for this person. You've done terrible things. And you're, 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 he forgives him, but he's not forgetting. When we first watched it, we hadn't seen much of the classic series too and it was more of i don't want to be the last of the time lords this is another person of my race and i just don't want to kill that's how i you know it. and i still accepted that i took a lot of it as he, it's still the effects of the time war on him like he's just shell-shocked in the guilt of of what he did in the time war that exactly what he said we're the we're the last of our kind it's it's more somewhat ridiculous deeming the situation i think he still got a piece of a big piece of brokenness and that's why he was falling apart yeah absolutely uh, and i think if he did keep him prisoner it wouldn't make him feel any better he just thinks it will i, I think that too which is why you know i 
I don't hate this episode or anything crazy like that. But deep down, it bothers me because he literally watched this guy abuse women and kill people for an entire year and destroy the earth and wipe out Japan. And it's like, how could you do that? And then just be like instantly. I forgive you. And that is true. That's something that, as humans, we would struggle with and try to do. The doctor is on that same course, trying to strive to that. And he succeeds this time. But I'm sure, you know, the family of blood are out there going, oh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. I'll just be out here in the field. You just, you know. (laughs) In the mirror. Torture me for infinity. But, you know, let this guy go because, you know, you were friends once. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of like how I feel. And I don't want to feel that way. It is tough. just that he's friends. No, it's, no, I know. I, this I guy has gone since he was a young child and looked into that vortex schism. Oh. I didn't mean that. It was just the joke that came out. No, I know. But but I think I was just more referring still to what the doctor is going through. Being childhood friends, knowing that at this point, because of being a Time Lord, this has now gone in crazy. And he's been battling this the whole time. It's the understanding of what got the master to this point, not just what the master did, but what got him there. And that's, you know, that's what I think as trying to get to the best of being human, we strive for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can't. I would never strive (laughs) for that. But But I I was all about like, yes, shoot that guy. (laughs) Shoot him now. But what did you think of when he said to Francine, it'll change you? Did you agree with that part? Oh, you didn't see that part. She remembers uh, it. You remember it. That's a very Tenth Doctor thing to do and say. And it's also another trope that you see a lot. But do you think it's valid? Because I'm thinking if I were there after that year, I still don't know if I'd be able to shoot him. But if I were in the position to shoot him and the doctor said to me, think of what it'll do to you, not him, that might be enough to stop me. It might be. But then I, I think like... If I had the chance to, like, shoot Hitler, would I? Yeah, I probably would. Maybe I won't be able to sleep at night, but... Right, but then you would accept that. But I'd be like, well, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get over it. I I don't know. Um, But I think if, if the doctor hadn't stepped forward and said that, we would probably all be sitting around this table asking why he did Absolutely. Didn't. We would notice the absence of that. I'm wondering if it would have been the doctor sitting down, well, what would that... <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when Lucy shoots him, that's satisfying. It is. And I think that's why they... Yeah. I think that's why they had Lucy shoot him because it's like, we don't necessarily have to feel like... Like one of our characters did the dirty work. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, Lucy can do it. That's okay. It's, it's because she's ancillary. We kind of fill in the blanks where the others were invested in and we want them to remain um, good and mm-hmm. altruistic. And it is foreshadowed, especially if you watch the um, original version. Well, at this point, I mean, she's already been a villain in the episode. She's somewhat redeemed, but um, he also betrayed her, so that's even more of a, uh, a horrible thing to do to her. Plus, she's obviously altered and screwed up. We get to see him get shot and feel okay about it because the person who did it um, isn't on our side, necessarily. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it was. It, I think it was done right. I think that was the best way you could have done it. It brings back to Auburn at the beginning of this show saying that he wanted the doctor to say something about Martha's going to defeat you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, wrong companion. <laughs> you know, it's like your own companion is one going to defeat you. The anti-companion. The doctor and Martha take Jack back to Cardiff to reunite with Torchwood. The doctor confirms that he cannot do anything to reverse what Rose did to Jack. Jack wonders what he will look like in a million years since he is still aging slowly. He has always been vain ever since he was a boy living in the Beauchene Peninsula, and they nickname him the Face of Bo. <gasps> what? 
That was so fun. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to remember the first time hearing that. The and just, first time. What? 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 <laughs> You're expecting just a nice little goodbye ending, and then this comes. I remember the uh, female in me being slightly disappointed, like, oh. That's what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to be hot forever. <laughs> Maybe but, that will be hot in a million years from now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love me some face and bow. <laughs> it means FaceTime is I like there. how the doctor was also kind of taken aback by it. It wasn't just Martha. Like something is. Yeah, both right. of them. Usually things don't throw him, but they were both uh, uh, shocked by it. Yeah, they're, they're both reacting like fans of Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> and you can never watch a Face of Bo episode again without picture, without knowing that's Jack. Yeah, because when the, in the episode where he's like, that's enigmatic. That is textbook enigmatic. <laughs> and Jack is having fun with you. <laughs> how, how did he get so large? <laughs> yeah. From the fumes uh, and from the Mac, gridlock. Uh, from gridlock. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. I also do like that, you know, he's like, oh, I have to get back to my team. You know, kind of like... Oh, you guys are like my family, but they're they're my family too, and and I want to be with them, and you know, and the doctor's like, oh, saving the world, can't argue with that, you know. And I get paid to be more, more to be on that show. But, <laughs> but if you know Torchwood, you know that when he goes back, the team's not happy to see him. <laughs> Can we please get Jack to come back when we have a female doctor? Please. <laughs> I mean, I've always wanted to come back, but now more than ever. We're never gonna have a female doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking like a crazy person <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how to react to that yeah, sure. that sound of silence is Heather's heartbreaking <laughs> there were cutscenes here too what? Um, just, yes there are Wow. you want to do one and I'll do the, the other the ending felt pretty long and go ahead and do the one version it, it, they pulled a Lord of the Rings on us? I know. Yeah. no they did already because there's already three little endings yeah. that they actually put in and but they added two more to just resolve some issues so now that the year is erased Martha gives uh, Doherty flowers oh, oh I like that scene and it's just like a stranger giving somebody else and flowers. And is her son there? Like No, it's just uh, her walking like it looks like a campus. Uni yeah, yeah she's university. Going to teach class. Okay. And, and and Martha says I don't blame you. It's okay, I don't blame I you. I forgive and, you. Yeah. And Doggerty okay. has no idea who she is. And then the other one happens later. Yeah. Let you read. Martha tells the doctor that she is staying with her family. After all they've been through, they need her now, and she can't leave. She also tells him that she can't move on with her life with him around. She gives him her mobile phone, though, and tells him that when it rings, he better come quickly. The doctor, along with his hand in a jar, depart in the TARDIS. But suddenly, it crashes into Titanic. So, but right before Martha enters the TARDIS, she calls somebody on her phone, and she calls Dr. Tom Milligan Ooh. and checks up oh. on him. I remember that. So yes. Tom's alive. Which is why one. I found future episodes disappointing. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like really great and then disappointing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this ends with uh, my favorite tie shirt combo uh, with the blue suit, the burgundy shirt, and the floral navy blue burgundy tie with the red sneakers. Wow, I don't think I even <laughs> noticed that. <laughs> I don't know what that says. When Martha Martha walks into the TARDIS and the doctor is kind of like solemn and he, she asks like, are you okay? And he, he gives the answer that he gave in the girl in the fireplace. Always, yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. Aww. He does that again with Donna later. Yeah. I liked that the doctor looked let down. It's usually the other way around, where the doctor leaves. And very, I mean, this is the best 
Martha mm. part. Mm -hmm. And she comes back in the second time going, here's the thing. I had a friend, Vicky, <laughs> and she was fighting <laughs> over a guy. And it's just, thank you, Martha. We needed that so much. This isn't a relationship that's going to work, and I know it, and I'm not going to be pining over you. I just remember Martha. watching that for the first time and thinking, like, I would never have the strength to do that. Like, which made me, like, go Martha. The fact that she was able to call attention to an experience she had had or a, a mate had had um, and, and, and learn and from yes, it. Yes, absolutely. I, I even like Freema's choice as an actor when she steps out of the TARDIS, closes the door, and there's that like sigh of, is it sadness that you are not going to continue on with him, but also relief that you have closed this chapter in yes. your life. And I love that moment. And I like that they gave us that breathing room. But I do also kind of chuckle where it's like, no, I'm not going to hang around you. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. But here's my phone. And I like that she gives him her phone because then she can come back and they can explain it better. Um, but there is just teeny tiny part of me that's like, no. Cold turkey. But I'm okay with it because it's done really well. And at that point, it's because it's acted so well. And to me, they didn't really have a relationship. And so it was all one-sided on her. So that's why cold turkey is not needed. Well, that that's, well, that's one of the big things I love about Martha is from, from the first episode that she's in, she's in charge of herself. She has a lot more to stay back for than Rose did, per se. Rose had no future, no job, wasn't going to college. And she dumped no. her mom the right. first time she could. <laughs> there was a little ad lib at the very end of it when she's walking back to her parents' home. And it was just Francine, you can see mouthing, she's coming back. And she's like excited and she's calling over, you know, the rest of the people. Through the window, you don't see, it's just, you can see, you don't hear her, but you can definitely read it that she's coming back and all excited. Perfect. That was so great of a choice to do. Because Francine would have thought that she's going off into the TARDIS. Mm -hmm. And she wouldn't stop her, but she wouldn't be happy about it. Right. And Leo was there, and he's going, my family's nuts. They called me last night to get out of town, and now everyone's here. What's going on? Is Leo in there? He That's should we, be. He uh, should be. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, thought they had the actor for that minute. No? I, don't, no. I don't remember. Okay. Uh-uh. They, they CGI'd him. They spent the whole budget on <laughs> the back of his head or something. Yeah, because this whole season took on Earth a week. The whole season? He picked yeah. her up and then and brought Martha's... her back twelve hours after he the, the party. Left, yeah, after the party. You know, and and that's when they, Saxon and then they was already through... you know got the announcement. So then, wow. and then they lived through Lazarus' experiment, and then they come back after that. Yeah. So it's all a short period of time on Earth. Earth time, one week. Because I think they say in Lazarus' experiment the election's coming up. Yeah, because that's how right. Tish got that job. Because he, she was suggested to the dot to the to Lazarus uh, by Saxon or something. Right. So did Last of the Time Lords live up to the promise of the previous episode? Yes. 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 Definitely yes. And yes for me too. Just just to wrap up, I like that we went on this this journey of sci-fi big budget but it ends on something very relatable with unrequited love and being mature enough to recognize and move on and um, even in the commentary when russell wrote that scene um both phil collinson and julie gardner the producers said did you write that scene for me so it's something that's relatable to everybody and i think that that's that's something universal and one quick trivia bit is that colin teague is the credited director but he injured himself and was bedridden and Graham Harper stepped in to uh, finish off the episode so there's some stuff here that he did with Martha Milling Milligan and Doherty he did most of that stuff uh, so that wraps up the last of the Time Lords thanks for listening we will see you next time when the future becomes the present 
You've just listened to an episode of Who Knew? Our wonderful theme music is by Michael Grady. Find him on Facebook at The Universe Explodes. All our episodes are engineered by our very own Auburn. Find me at auburnbinkley.com. You can find this show in several places. Follow us on Twitter at Who Knew Podcasts. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash whonewpodcast. All our episodes are on whonewpodcast.com. You can leave comments there or email us at whonewpodcast at gmail.com. This podcast is inspired by Doctor Who, the longest-running sci-fi show in history, and especially the revival spearheaded by Russell T. Davis. Thanks to Russell, Sidney Newman, Verity Lambert, Ron Grainer, and all those involved in the adventures of our favorite Time Lord. Your work continues to inspire and entertain. You to torch with others? I was thinking of Linda. Mm. Linda. <laughs> <laughs> they were the first line to go. <laughs> The Tongla thing. <laughs> <laughs> and now we wait for yeah. ice cream. <laughs> we have an ice cream truck going by, John. Oh, there's a plane. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Hold on, we have a plane. Yeah, even I can hear that. It's going down. No, don't say that. Oh, the neighbors are doing construction. Yeah, I heard that when I drove it. <laughs> I know, and it's like, no, we don't, can't hear it in the house. That should be fine. And hold, they, hold it to your there's phone. a motorcycle. <laughs> you guys, it's just my boyfriend, the Fonz. <laughs> you got a text. If you want, yeah, pause. Pause for the plane. Oh, let's pause that. Okay, there's a siren. We're pausing. Which isn't going away. It must be close. It's one of those days. Yeah. <laughs> Probably one of the planes went down. <laughs> Crash into the ice cream truck. <laughs> just the quality of what we're saying just speaks for itself. We're giving, we're offering you up gold. I mean, case in point, you remember the Masters. I, I did. Yeah. I still have never seen it you don't need in to. action. Okay, well, I don't no, know. No, I forgot about it. It's more of a curiosity. Because so. um, I have not seen it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. want to be a killer. I don't think anyone right. wants to be a killer except for, you know, killers. But um, <laughs> Funny how that works. <laughs> don't. We'll cut, edit this out. Oh, that's right. I'm totally wrong. Edit this out. <laughs> Just staying in. <laughs>